Alright, folks. Um, this one is just going to be a rant. I don't, um, I don't do this often, but, uh, I have to do this. I have to let out some steam. Um, the other day, I was working, and we had this homeless crackhead come in, and, well, let me just say this, by my, by my store, there's an, there's an abandoned building, and, um, that's kind of where all the homeless people hang out, that's where all the, the drug deals go down, and just kind of in that area, area, okay, so, um, anyway, this guy comes in, and he's, he's come in multiple times before. Um, and he was trying to buy box Chardonnay, you know, real cheap. Um, and so I'm helping, I'm helping my customer that's right in front of me. And I'm starting to bag, it's, it's late at night. I'm, I'm tired. Uh, not in a good, not in the best mood. Um, and this guy, uh, my customer is like, uh, that guy just threw up over there. And I was like, what? And he was like, that guy behind, because I had three customers in line. I had the one I was helping, the one after him, and then I had the crackhead after him. And he was like, yeah, the guy behind the other guy. And I was like, you've got to be kidding. And there he is. He's just, he's just kind of trying to hide the fact that he's throwing up and he's, you know, pulled his shirt over his mouth. And I helped the second guy. And then the third guy, the the homeless the homeless crackhead, I pretty much um he's buying he's buying his Chardonnay. And it cost four thirty seven. And I just said, look man, just 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 take it, bro. Just take it. He gave me three dollars and he was trying to get the change. I said, just, I said, don't worry about it. Just, just go. So he left and I put the money away. And so then one of our other customers comes in, one of our other regulars, he comes by and he's like, um, so, uh, that guy that just left, he, he threw up all down aisle two. And at this point I'm, I'm just completely irate. Okay. Because I'm, it's late, not happy. Um, let, let me say this about homeless people. Um, my and I've and I've explained this before, but my initial reaction when I see homeless people, it's not pity. I don't I don't cry when I see the homeless. My my initial reaction is, okay, what happened? Because every everyone has a background, everyone has a story. You sit down with someone, and they're honest with you. They can tell you, okay, something happened. I was born. I went to school, and then. And their stuff, their stories can go a bunch of different ways. So my my initial reaction is, okay, well, what happened to this individual? Why is this person in this place? It's not it's not pity. And especially when I see that these are people who do drugs, who are who buy drugs, who spend their money on alcohol, um, they especially don't get my pity. And so. I'm, I go in and I clean, I clean aisle two. The, the, the mess wasn't that bad, but he just, there were three spots and it was just, it was just an absolute nightmare, um, closing that day. Um, so what am I going to talk about? Today I'm going to talk about crackheads and just 
how I think society. This is how I would, if I were dictator of the United States, if there if there was a dictator, if the United States had a dictatorship, and it was me in charge, this is what would happen with crackheads. Okay. And by the way, what I'm what I'm going to say isn't satirical. It's not meant to be funny. This is this is what I would actually do. Okay, I don't. Um, there's not a lot of. I don't have a lot of hate in my heart. Okay, um, but I do have, and I'm I'm going to admit this. I have a hatred for crackheads. I do, and it's it's not because of that guy last night. It's because of, it's because of a collective amount of uh, experience that I have, knowledge that I have. Um, yeah, okay, so here's here's what I would do. You guys already know how I feel about, um, you know, drugs and alcohol. And if, if you don't know, if you're, new, if you're new to listening, the way I see it is I believe drugs should be legalized. I believe it sh- we should treat it like uh, cigarettes, okay? Uh, the way we label cigarettes, you know, where we say warning, birth defects, and all, all that stuff. I believe that's how we should do drugs. We should just say, okay, you want this? This is this is what is um, this is what happens, okay? If you if you use this, okay, these are the dangers. We do the same thing with alcohol. Um, I believe crackheads should be exiled from society. I I believe crackheads should be sent to Antarctica. Um. And you, you know, people might say, "Well, well, what if, well, what if, you know, they want help?" Um, no. How about no? Because when you grow up, everyone went to school, and and again, here's why I lack, I don't have pity for them, and I have a strong disliking for them. When you went to school, when I went to school, and I think I want to say pretty much since Nancy Reagan. They had a thing called Just Say No. That was that was started by Nancy Reagan. And what they did in schools is they said, okay, we need to teach kids the dangers of drugs and alcohol. Very smart idea. Very smart, very reasonable. Um, and a good idea. It's something that I believe should stick around. Okay. I, and I think that's actually one good thing that the government did for um, for schooling, for education. Okay, that I that I will applaud the government. Um, but we all were told, at least up to a certain age. I mean, Reagan Reagan was you know Reagan was in the eighties, so you'd have to be in like you know your. There's a good let me just say, there's a good number of people who have experienced Red Ribbon Week, and this guy that went through my line. And the crackheads around my store, I know that they are young enough uh, to have experienced Red Ribbon, Red Ribbon Week. Okay. So, we know the dangers of alcohol. We know the dangers of drugs. Don't do them. They are expensive. They're bad for your health. You will lose your friendships. You will lose uh, some of your cognitive abilities. You will uh, experience a decline uh, physically, emotionally, mentally, in every in every way imaginable. 
Okay. I believe they should be exiled from society. There should be a place where I would I I don't I don't know about Antarctica, but um. Hey, I mean, I, I you know, it it it's far away enough from us. It's far away enough from us. Um, and now you might be asking, okay, well, so what do you mean by crackhead? Because there's a lot of people who do drugs, and that is true. So let me let me try to be more um, specific. When you are a person and you're doing drugs, and you need if you if you are at a place where you are where you are pushing around carts and you have you have a basket full of your possessions um and you might be saying oh homeless people oh yeah um if you're if you're doing that and you're outside stores panhandling um you're bothering people um you are asking for money hey man you know do do, do you have any do you have like three dollars or something Yes, I do, but it's not for you. It's not for you. Okay. So the, that that's kind of what I mean by crackheads. It's 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 a broad term, because there there are people, you know, there are the there are the 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 Hunter Bidens of the world. There are you know there are regular people who will do who will do drugs and do a lot of them, but they won't really bother other people. Um. Well, that's what I, that's, that's what I would do. Um, they should, they would be exiled. They'd be sent to like Antarctica or something. They'd be rounded up and they would be sent off to Antarctica. I don't believe in, I don't believe in killing these people. I believe that's evil. Um, life is God's most sacred gift to all of us. And I believe the death penalty should only be used when you are a menace society and you are violent and you are dangerous. Um, I believe the death penalty should be used if you uh, murder someone. It should be used if you're a serial killer. It should be used if you are a rapist or child molester. And a few other things, but, you know, I, I, I want to focus on crackheads here. Um, also, medical emergencies. I have been to the ER... Too many times to count in my life. And the ER is not a fun place. The ER is not um, a place that you go to have fun. You know, it's not, it's just, it's just not fun at all. It's not a good experience. It's uncomfortable. It's cold. Everyone's annoyed. Everyone's bothered. Everyone's not feeling their best. Um, if, Someone does drugs, and I'm going to kind of meander here and kind of pull away from crackheads a little bit. Um, but if you're a person and you do drugs and you do, you know, you do alcohol and you need to, and you have a medical emergency, I personally believe that you should be on the last, you, sh- you, you are last when it comes to uh, medical care. I mean, even behind those who like sprain their ankles. Where it's easily manageable, it's just un- it's just uncomfortable. Um, but you should be behind those people if you're someone who who does drugs or drinks too much. I've talked to a lot of doctors and I talked to a lot of nurses in my life. 
Um, and what, what do they all say? Um, I always kind of make a point to ask. Um, usually when I'm, when I'm kind of like on the recovery side and not, not really in any, in pain anymore. But I'll ask, I'll be like, you know, you know, how long have you, you know, how long have you been doing this? You know, if you weren't doing this, what else would you be doing? But one question I, I always ask is, you know, most people who are here in the hospital, what, what do you think is the main cause of them being here? And without fail, without hesitation, without question, doctors and nurses always say, poor lifestyle. Poor lifestyle. Lack of exercise. Eating the wrong things. Not eating the right things. Not drinking the right things. Drinking the wrong things. And just, just, just poor lifestyle. Not getting enough sleep. Those are things that, those are things that affect us. That's, that's the main reason people are in the hospital. And so that's why, that's why I look at, that's why I look at that. You're someone, you wanted to, going back to crackheads, you, you, you want to, you want to do crack, you want to do heroin? Go right ahead. Go right ahead. You have, you have, you have free will. You can do that. Again, in, 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 in the book of Deuteronomy, um, God is speaking through Moses and he's talking to the Israelites. And, uh, Moses says, God is telling the Israelites, he's like, look, choose life and death, blessings and cursings. I know I lay before you, uh, life and death, blessings and cursings. You choose. So God tells us, you know, you, you have the choice. You can, you can choose what you want to do. And he gives a hand. He says, choose what's good for you. Choose life. Choose to make the right decisions in your life. Choose me. That, that's what he was saying. But God was still saying, you know, you do have free will. Even in, even in the garden. Um, you know, Adam had free will. He, God just said, you can, you can eat any tree. Any, any of these other things you can do. But you can't do that one. If you do, bad things are going to come. So that's how I, that's how I look at this. So you want to, you want to, you want to, you know, get drunk every night? That's your business. You want to, you want to, you want to do crack every night? That's your business. You want to do heroin all the time? That's your business. You want to get high all the time? That's your business. Okay. But when it comes time and you need help, you do not get to, um, you do not get to do it. You don't, you, 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 you are not a priority. You did this to yourself. You put yourself in this position. So you will wait behind everyone else. You will not be a priority. And how, and how would we monitor this? Cause people could say like, well, people could just lie and say, well, I don't do any drugs. So here's the way I would do it. Um, when someone goes and they buy cigarettes, um, and, or they buy, um, you know, alcohol or, uh, any kind of drug, um, well, there would be a database and we would put their, we would put their information in it and they would have to sign off. They'd have to put, they'd have to put their name and their signature and the date. Uh, whenever they, whenever they buy, uh, these items, 
and it would it would be it would be a tedious process and it, it would take some it would take some working out the kinks to make it more efficient um but that's what would happen i'd be like okay so you on this day are you on you understand you understand the dangers of of this of this substance that you're about to use you understand the dangers of alcohol you understand the dangers and the risks of heroin you understand the dangers and risks of cocaine you understand this yes i do okay they sign it they give that to you you give them you give them the 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 substance and everyone goes their merry way that's how it should be and then that information is entered into the database and if these people have to go to the hospital then the database is available you look them up by uh through their uh through their social security number and it comes up oh my goodness you uh you uh have recently purchased crack so you get to wait that's why i would do it because it's not fair to people because let me some people haven't been to the er and let me just say this you are a very blessed individual i envy you here's how the er works you go in um uh you walk and you walk up you walk up to the desk and uh well let me just say, this is this is pre this is pre covid okay um but the way it works is uh you go up to the desk and you explain you kind of explain why you're there um and then you you fill out you fill out the sheet, the form that they give you name date uh, your doctor, you provide your insurance information, uh, you provide all, all of that information, and then, uh, you go in, you turn it in, and then you go sit back in your seat, and then you wait for them to call your name, and now you're not gonna go to the back immediately, you're not gonna go back and get a bed or anything like that, they're gonna go in, they're gonna verify your information, they're gonna do your, they're gonna do your, your height, your weight, uh, they're gonna take, uh, your, your pulse, they're gonna take your temperature, and then they're going to mark all those things down. And they're going to give you a wristband. Take that wristband. You put it on. And then you go back to your seat. And then they uh, they call you by based off uh, your emergency. And let me just say this. If you're someone and you like sprained your ankle and you go to the, you go to the ER, you are going to be sitting there for a while. Because um, let me just say this. Having, uh, like, having sickle cell anemia... Um, and hospitals, hospitals have become better at this. Um, they used to not be very well at this. Um, but what they, what they do is they say, okay, well, this person, this person's medical need is more important than this one than, and than this one. This one involves pain. This one involves their blood. This one involves their liver. This one involves their kidneys. So we gotta, you know, how can we arrange them to say, okay, this one comes back now and then the next one and then the next one. So it's a very it's a very serious matter and it's it's a it's a difficult uh, matter to take care of. Um, but hospitals uh, they used to be kind of bad at that because it was there were times where I'd be in the ER and when you're having a sickle cell crisis, time is of the essence. Um, you know your 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 hemoglobin is already your hemoglobin's going low. Uh, your um, your, 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 
blood cells, more of them are becoming sickled, and it's it's becoming really, really bad. And so hospitals over time they said, okay, look, they've done they've put more effort into understanding sickle cell anemia and training their nurses. Um and so they're like, okay, well, this person needs this much medication and we have to do it now and it has to go very, very quickly. Um and so to to, to get back away from that, that's how the ER works. And that's why I think um, if you do drugs, you need to, and again, when I mean drugs, you know, I mean, um, you know, whatchamacallit, I mean the, you know, heroin, cocaine, the alcohol, the drugs like that. And yeah, you can have prescription pills, um, and I wouldn't know how those were to work out, Um but I'm talking about I'm talking about things that you really should not be doing. Heroin, you should not be doing that. Crack, you shouldn't be doing that. Cocaine, you should not be doing that. Weed. It's not it's not the worst thing, but you shouldn't be doing that. Um and so that that's that's how I would do it. That's how I would do it. Um I would say uh crackheads based off the definition, they would not be allowed in stores. Um, you can't go into a store. You cannot go into a restaurant. Um, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of what else, because uh, this stuff, this this stuff is really important to me. This stuff really matters to me. Um, I see, I see this stuff kind of like welfare, where they say, "Well, well, we need to, we need to help those who are drug addicted." No, some sometimes yes, sometimes yes, um, but most people who are drug addicted, it's it's because of their own hand, it's because of their own doing. These people who are who've chosen to um, make uh, make doing drugs part of their lifestyle. That's what happens, and so that's what I dislike. That's what I can't stand. Okay, I don't like, you know, with welfare. They say, oh, you know, you know, I need welfare. I believe, and I believe welfare should exist. But welfare should be very, very, very limited. Because it's very, it's very common for families to just be like, oh, yep, my grandmother was on welfare. My mom was on welfare. I'm on welfare. My kids will be on welfare. And it's a generational thing. And welfare was not supposed to be like that. Welfare is supposed to be, okay, you've, I've fallen on a hard time, I lost my job, I got really, really sick, and I just need help right now. Understandable. Um, but here's what happens. We cut it off and we say, okay, that's it, that's all you get. Because here's, here's what happens. When you limit welfare, and we see this, we actually see this in states, in, in red states where they're, where they're saying, okay, they're, they're cutting off unemployment. Uh, benefits you see people applying for jobs when there's no welfare what do people do they work and trust me there are lots of jobs out there okay so that's that's what it is that's how it would be under me and that i i personally think that's how it should be crackheads should not get a lot of sympathy there's there's, there's always, you know, your tax dollars and my tax dollars are spread 
thin. Okay, they go, you know, you're taxed 20 different ways. You go to the grocery store, you go to buy some gas, you, uh, you know, you go to buy groceries, you go to get some food, your, your dollar is taxed a bunch of ways. You're going, you're going to go rent some property, you're going to get an apartment, you're going to get a house, you're going to get a car. Um, but that's what happens. And so your, uh, your actual, I believe there are certain causes where it's like, okay, we should help these people. You know, we should help the kids with cancer. We should help the kids who have, you know, tumors. You know, when they say, when they say help the kids, I'm actually, I'm actually all for that. I, I, I agree we should, you know, help the kids. Cause I think it's really sad to see kids, um, you know, four or five years old and they're, they are fighting for their life in a hospital room. Okay. Um, re, uh, I was in a hospital one time and, uh, I remember I was sitting there and in case you haven't been in a hospital room, uh, you, you rarely, rarely, rarely will have your own room. You're usually going to have a roommate 98% of the time. Um, and there's, there's a curtain between, between you two to, to have some privacy. Um, I was in the hospital one time and this person was having, from what I could tell, they had, they had a cancer and the doctor was kind of like talking to them and, uh, they were like, well, the person was like, well, I can't really urinate and stuff like that. And kind of just listened to that. Um, but the, the, the doctor like left the room, the guy pulled out his phone and he was, cause he received a phone call and he was like, yeah, man, he was like, yeah, I'll, well, I'll be out by this weekend and then we can just, you know, we can go, we can go, you know, we can go party and we can go drink. And I'm like, I, that stuff just, it, it pissed me off. I said, see, see, this is what I'm talking about. These are people who medical supplies are going to them. This person is receiving a hospital bed when there is someone downstairs right now who needs this hospital bed. You, someone who is dying and doing bad things to your body, you're not helping your situation. You're not helping your cause. You're not helping your case. You're not trying to get better. What are you doing with, with, with you're dying. Your, your cells are eating, eating themselves and you're drinking. And drinking, drink, it, it's poison. It's toxin. When you're drinking, those are toxins in the body. Those are things that are not supposed to be there. People will say, people will, and this cracks me up, man. They're like, well, well, your body can metabolize it. Your body can do a lot of things. Your body can do a lot of things. You can do a lot of things. That doesn't mean that you should do them. You can live with one kidney. But it's it's in your best interest to have two. You can go walk on a tightrope between, you know, two really tall buildings. You You can do that. You shouldn't. You can go and jump off a building, but you shouldn't. There's a lot of things that your body can do, but you sh- but your your body is probably better off not doing. You can eat Takis and drink Pepsi every day. You can do that. You shouldn't do it. And that's what I'm talking about, folks. Um, I I just hate that in society. Um, we we have pity for those and we help those who really, in all honesty, 
should not be receiving help. You want to do that to your body? You want to, you want to, you willingly put toxins and, 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 and poisons into your body? You have every right to do that. But when, but in your time of need, you don't get help. You don't get to do that. It's the same way with firefighters. What firefighters do is, uh, I used to live, uh, I still live in the mountains, but when I was younger, we used to live in, uh, in an area called, uh, called Mountain Cove in, uh, in Azusa. And it's, it's this, it's this little community, it's this community, a gated community, uh, real nice. And, um, it's, it's up against the mountains. And what would happen is there would be, there would often be evacuation orders, especially in the summer when it would get hot, because you're pretty much surrounded, you're surrounded by a mountain, by mountains. That's, that's pretty much what's going on. And what would happen is, um, you get these evacuation order, evacuation orders. It'd be a phone call or it'd be firefighters going to your house, knocking on the door and saying, uh, uh, please evacuate. You know, you're, you're in danger and stuff like that. And people who would say, okay, you know what? Most people would say, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll pack and get ready to go to a hotel. It sucks, but again, that's why you have to be careful where you live. Um, and take those things into consideration. There would be people, and there always will be people, who say, you know what? I'm not going to evacuate. I'm just not going to do it. Okay. What firefighters do is they, they have you sign off and they say, we will not come and rescue you if you call for help. If you need us, we're not coming. We're not going to do it. Because we are giving you the opportunity to do the right thing. We're giving you the opportunity to put yourself in a better and safer situation for you and your loved ones. You want to reject that? That's your business. Again, the firefighters are saying, we, we are giving you the option to choose evacuation or danger. You choose. In your best interest, you should probably choose evacuation. So, if you sign off, then it's like, okay, whatever happens, happens. You, you might not need to evacuate. But if you do, we're not coming to get you. We are not coming to help you. That's how we should treat crackheads. That is how we should treat those who willingly do drugs and drink alcohol. Is it harsh? I don't think so. Uh, but folks, let me, let me know what you think. And, and if you have any crackhead stories, if you have any, um, drunken, drunken people stories, please share them with me. And, you know, how, how do you, if, if you were a dictator of society, what would be some of the things that you change? What, what would you, what would you add? What would you subtract? Um, what, 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 what would you do? What major changes would you have? <laughs>